0: Noom uses the latest and proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Noom builds personal plans that can meet an individual's needs, takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching, their platform has helped millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. I think a lot of intelligence has gone into the whole Noom system. They really think about how humans live, how they think, what their psychology is, and it's all been used to help people control their weight. So stay focused on what's important to you with the Noom psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: Hi, my name is Shaquille O'Neal. I feel enigmatic about being Conan O'Brien's friend.
3: (laughs) Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends.
0: Be friends. Hello and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I think We have a good show lined up for you today. In fact, I'm going to upgrade it to an excellent show.
1: That's good. Excellent
0: yeah. show today. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely and talented assistant to Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsession.
1: That is so nice. Wow. I'm
0: feeling generous. And I also, uh, I think I'm more protective of you now that you are carrying twins. Yeah. Uh, and you have this human life in you. I'm less... I don't want to lash out at you. I want to be nice to you.
1: Well, how come you didn't want to just be nice to me just to be like a decent person?
0: Uh, You know? I don't know. And then when I give
1: birth, are you going to go back? Yes.
0: The minute those children are out of your body, I'm going to come after you like a Rottweiler. Come on. I'm sorry. That's the way it works. Once those children have exited your sacred womb, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, y- you are back
0: in my oh. sight. Oh, Listen, man. there was the potential, but now the children are there, and so I just feel like uh, you know, like, I, I I'm protective of you now. Have you noticed that? I'm always saying, yeah. when we go someplace, you'll say I'll go up and get the you your you know your soda or whatever, and I'll be like, I'll go, I'll go, and then. You say no, and I'll go good, and I'll sit, and you'll yeah. go get it. <laughs>
1: and you'll say it, you'll say it loud enough so people hear, and that way you could say, I offered to stand there for her, but I actually like standing and, we were and at walking, this, so yeah. I don't mind Sona
0: it. Sona and I were done with the taping of the show, and we went to an outdoor cafe here in L.A. Uh, it's a chain called Lemonade and there's a bunch of people sitting around and people were wearing their masks and you know taking them off when they sip or eat but everyone was being very good sona you know knew what i wanted and she said i'll go get the food and she started to go up and i said let me let me go i'll go get the food and you sit and you said no i like standing and i'm good you just sit here and then i waited until sona got almost to the door to go inside and get the order of the food and i shouted sona i really think because you're pregnant, you should sit and I should go. And you said, everyone looked around and looked at me. And then you said, really, it's okay. And you went in and then I shouted, I offered (laughs) to everybody.
1: I would just love the story. That comes out of the, like, tabloids. Like, Conan makes pregnant assistant grab him food. And so I think that you were like, I offered it. And I was like, yeah, I yes. think everybody, I everyone heard. Yes, and fine. I said
0: I offered it in this very fake way. Yeah. Like I was just covering my legal basis. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh... I didn't mind.
1: I re- actually I, I actually wanted to. I did. Yeah, I No, made... you like to
0: stand. That's what I keep telling people.
1: Yeah, because I like... If I go home, I just sleep all day. So it's good to not do that. Yeah,
0: I do that. And I'm not carrying two human beings inside me. (laughs) (laughs) That we know of. I'm just clinically depressed. Yeah. Or that we know of. Yeah. Uh, Well, Gorley, what about you? Uh, You know, um, do you think that you've treated you treat Sona any differently, she's carrying human life no think I it...
3: love and adore sona regardless of what state she's in. I respect her as a woman and a human being and mm-hmm. lift her up at all times and um I'm covering my legal basis too.
0: <laughs> who writes your stuff goarly my lawyer oh God yeah <laughs> you have <laughs> He's great. He's great. great.
1: You two are awful in very different ways. Yes. Yes,
0: that's the thing I'm always trying to get out there, is that I'm awful in an obvious way. Gourley is truly terrible in insidious, quiet ways. No. You know? No. Yeah.
3: I'm awful just down the middle, and you're awful on both extremes.
0: God, that's hard to do. I think I'm the devil who's got horns and a red body and I'm laughing maniacally and flames are licking <laughs> up around me. And you're the devil that's more like the, the the blonde candidate, you know, that everyone really likes and you win the election and then someone notices there's there's a 666. Six, six. I
3: wish I had just that kind of back. charisma. Oh my yeah. God. Are you kidding? I'll take I it. I just
0: think as long as we've agreed that you and I are both the quintessence of evil in different ways.
3: I, I will not say that I'm the golden boy or Mr. Great or anything like that But I'm not at your level
0: Mr. Great's a terrible See nickname See what I mean? Over. I know <laughs> I wouldn't call myself Mr. Great Well, guess what? Nobody was would
3: awful It's See, an awful that's nickname That's why I'll never be at your level Because I don't have the kind of machinations To get where I need to be with that stuff Where you're ready to go with that stuff
1: I'm not
0: uh-huh. Yeah, I suppose yeah. You have a gift A true artist yeah. Some work in paints Others in clay <laughs> mm-hmm. I work in hostile Cruelties yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that are yeah. flung out at odd angles like shards of shrapnel.
3: Yeah, you're you're like the, uh, the Jackson Pollock of cruelty. You just, just <laughs> spurt it out into splatter paintings.
0: But it's not my fault because I'm a troubled alcoholic.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah, see, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. And my work is going to be worth so much more once I'm gone.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: These podcasts will sell at auction for hundreds of millions of dollars.
3: Well, they could, do you know about, um, are they FNTs, is that right? NFT. F- do you know about NFTs?
0: Well, apparently you don't know anything about it. You've no. said it three different ways. Hey, lay off. It's- <laughs> <laughs> do you know about a WD die? <laughs> about a how to hear the about
1: a bow? <laughs> NFTs are, you- are
3: non-fungible tokens where we could do a special recorded episode of this podcast that only one person can buy. And it yes! would be a collectible, mm. a digital. Let's do that. Okay.
0: Let's do that. Let's we have to get Jeff Bezos hooked on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. That's step number one. Okay. Don't know how we do that. Someone I hope someone's writing this down. Step two, no one is. we mm-hmm. make an episode that's not available to anybody. Then we contact Jeff Bezos through back channels. <laughs> Still don't know what that means. And it like we that. tell him the podcast, and it's it's pocket change for him. It's a paltry $300 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> goes God. like, huh, I do kind of like that podcast. I wonder what's in that secret one. And we go, oh, wait till you hear Jeff Bezos. And he goes, all right, here's $300 million. I take my cut and you guys split Fifty thousand dollars. that's a huge?
1: No. <laughs> wait, what? No. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Well, we'll figure out the no. details of we how you get. We figure get it out before on.
3: this thing even gets produced. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we split wait, it? wait a minute. Let's stick with this plan. Please <laughs> stick with this plan. Okay. This is the sell an exclusive episode of Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and we get a bidding war going mm-hmm. between Bezos and Gates. That guy loves to laugh, and we get them just battling it out for the secret unheard episode of Conor Bry Needs a Friend. It
3: could be theirs for the, I mean, they have this in their couch. This is couch yeah. change.
0: Yeah.
1: What would what, what, what we even talk $300 about? $300 million.
3: Dollars. We just shit talk Amazon the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Oh.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We shit talk. And then, uh, no, they finally get it and it's mostly ads.
3: That <laughs> we've sold You're ads for a, on yeah. the episode or are selling. <laughs> yeah. Missing
0: in Maine. <laughs> If you want to be able to move and and stretch. Magoosh. Yeah, you can walk, Magoosh, Magoosh. Be great if it was mostly ads, but Bezos was like, eh, that kind of sucked, but it was only 300 million. There'll be ads for like a Falcon, a gold robot that will do your bidding, made of solid gold, you know, stuff that Bezos want. Anyway, I love this idea. Can you look into this idea? What's yeah, it called? A, an NF, NFT. NFT.
3: It? It's. A, I think I got it right the first time. Non fungible token.
0: All right. A non fungible token podcast that will be sold at a private auction to billionaires. Highest bid takes it. I think we're onto something. But before we do that and make a fortune, we have to get to our guest today. I'm very excited about this. My guest today is a basketball legend. Now, a lot of people you you throw around the term legend. I know people throw it at me all the time. Whatever. This really is a legend, this gentleman. In his 19 seasons in the NBA, he was a 15-time All-Star, three-time NBA Finals MVP, and four-time world champion. Now he's an analyst on the Emmy Award-winning sports show Inside the NBA alongside Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and Ernie Johnson. I am legitimately really thrilled to talk to this gentleman today. Shaquille O'Neal is here. Welcome, Shaq. feel enigmatic yes so you're not sure how you feel because
2: you're three different people
0: okay how am I three different people let's explain that
2: keep in mind all the conans that I meet are fabulous yes there's the Conan that I'm dealing with now yes. professional yes 20, 30 years in this business, top of the food chain when it comes to this style of, of show. Oh, you're
0: the best. Yes.
2: Then there's the funniest guy in the world, Conan, where you just come and we all have a script and you just say, forget the script and you steal the show.
0: Oh, uh, that's, we've had some good times doing that.
2: No, you, you've had some good time. Cause I couldn't even get my <laughs> off the Show. <laughs> and then there's the third Conan, the family Conan that I used to see at the Beverly Hills hotel at the diner. And then when I try to talk to you while you were with your kids, you'd be like, Hey, Conan. You just give me this growl. <laughs>
0: when, I never remember so growling at you. I think I was. You
2: growled at me one time. I was like, "Hey, come Well, I think you tried kids. to take like, oh, my bacon. Sorry.
0: I had bacon on my plate, I did. and I saw the largest hand I've ever seen in the world come into view and try and take my bacon. And,
2: and you got really upset. As a
0: fellow Irishman, you know what bacon means to us.
2: And in a former life, I can tell that you are a werewolf. I'm a vampire, but you're a werewolf.
0: Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> what makes you think I was a werewolf?
2: Because when I tried to grab your bacon, you tried to. Oh yes. Eat, That's true, that's
0: true. The bacon incident. But also, I have a sexuality, almost, uh, 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 I don't know, wild animal, ferocious sexuality, don't you think, Shaquille? I wouldn't know nothing about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, okay, you shut that down really fast, and I appreciate that. I'm I'm really glad. You know, um, it's so funny, because you've had so many great nicknames in your career. The great Shaktus for a while, for that? Weren't you the giant shamrock when you were with the Celtics?
2: Everything starts with the big. So it's the big cactus, the big shamrock, the big Aristotle.
0: Yep, the big Aristotle, which (laughs) makes sense to me because- you know, I I get to talk to all these people. So far, you have been the most philosophical and interesting in terms of the way you look at the world. You said, oh, "Well, I talked to three different Conans. Which one do you? We're we talking about? They call you the Big Aristotle because you really do have an interesting worldview. You really do think about things in a fascinating way."
2: And this is one thing that I, I really thought about because I'm in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So it says that I can go outside right now, and I know that LA is on the West Coast, right? Yep. And I can't see LA. So how come when I go outside and look at the moon, when I can see the moon? So is the moon closer than L.A. is? Think about that, Conan. <laughs> okay. If I go stand outside right now and face west, I cannot see L.A., California. You but if I go outside and look up and see the moon, the moon is right there. It's right there, Conan. So is the moon, the distance from where I'm standing to the moon, is it closer than the distance from here to L.A.? We'll never know. <laughs>
0: We'll, never know. <laughs> uh, well, well, wait a minute. Just because you leaned into the mic and said "We'll never know" doesn't just, mean uh, we'll I'm, never I'm know. Saying. And then <laughs> I could go on and on about the mass of the moon and how uh, you know versus the mass uh, uh, relative yeah. of the coastline. But I, uh, that's but you're what right. they
2: say. But I don't know because I've I've never been there. And then my second thing is I took a lot of cross country trips, right? You know how they say the world is like this? When I'm driving in my car, I don't suddenly go like this. Oh, wait. I are you going to start flat. to say that the world? So you I'm, think I'm the earth saying, is flat. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I have drove from here to California, here to Montana, here to New York, and not at one time did I did this. Or when I fly to China, not one time did the plane go, <laughs> Okay. You'll never
0: Yes. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Is this going to be the new podcast? Yes. We'll with will Conan know. O'Brien and Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. We'll never know. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, no. I know you're. You can just say I'm just saying, but uh, you are not for real a flat earther. I know you're not because I am saying not.
2: I, am. I just. I just like. To, <laughs> I just like to talk about theories and discuss them with intelligent people such as yourself Miss Sona nice you. Movesian, and my good friend Matt Gorley. I just like to you know hey, buddy. discuss you know certain things God Hi. you're
0: uh, well first of all let me tell you something uh Shaq uh, you will never talk to a bigger Lakers fan than Sona Movsian isn't that true Sona
1: The Lakers are very important not just to me but to my whole family and so thank you for everything that you gave us i mean it was unbelievable watching you play and you know the championships there was just the best so this is this is huge for me for sure
2: well thank you i appreciate it is that name Czechoslovakian? no it's armenian armenian I guess- we'll, we'll never know.
1: I knew it! <laughs> I
0: knew it! Damn! I knew and I knew it. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're
3: changing the title of this podcast. For this podcast, you <laughs> no,
0: the force we'll of your past know. personality, uh, Shaq, is such that this podcast, we've done, you know, whatever, 120 episodes. You can come on and in 10 minutes into the first episode, you have changed the title- of the podcast and the whole theme of the podcast, which is We'll Never Know, <laughs> a mystery show.
2: You know, what I love about you, Mr. O'Brien, is that you always make people laugh. I've i told you this before. Like, you're you are one of the best on-the-fly people I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, thank
0: like, you very much. Like, like,
2: I've been around you three or four times, and you just, when I say you had me cracking, like, a lot of people don't, I, I laugh at a lot of people, but a lot of people don't have me cracking them. You can just, and, like, it's like a rare talent, so I just want oh, to say I appreciate well, you. and appreciate wow, I...
0: You are a hilarious guy and obviously one of the most talented people ever. So having you say that is so nice. We've done, I'll just explain to people, because I work at Turner and you work at Turner, many times you and I have been at events and they've asked the both of us to go out there, sometimes with Anderson Cooper, they always have like a script. And then you and I decide, no, 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 we say it as we're, we say it to each other as we're going out. To hell with the script. We're not going with the script. So Anderson Cooper will start trying to ask his questions and you and I will <laughs> just start doing whatever we want to do. And it's really fun. And uh I think Anderson Cooper's hair when we met him was black. <laughs> and it went it went white because we 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 freaked him out so many times over the years. It's so much fun.
2: Have you ever bombed doing improv comedy? Because I I get a lot of offers to just stand up, but I am terrified. I've been in a lot of comedy clubs. If that first joke don't go off, you're done for the rest of the night.
0: It's so interesting you say that because you have been, if I think about holding a basketball and being on national television and a championship is on the line, I immediately soil myself uh, the way a baby would. <laughs> that very idea of that horrifies me. Um, and so it's so interesting when someone like you, it's like I'm talking to a NASA space pilot who's had to re-enter the atmosphere, at just the right angle 35 times or he'll burn up and he does it and he tells me, oh my God, I'm so scared of speaking in public or I'm so scared my joke won't work. So I find that fascinating. I would think you would fear nothing.
2: So you said a NASA guy had to re-enter space 35 times? I made that up. Okay, because I was going to say, we'll never know.
0: Okay, all right, listen.
2: (laughs) That's the last time, I I promise.
0: I'm taking away, I have a referee's whistle here, (laughs) and you just used up all your we'll never knows. Uh, No, you get one more, you get one more. But uh, but you really do, you get, because I've seen you in so many uh, situations, I've seen how people act around you. You can't blend in. You are 35 feet tall, and you can't just blend into the crowd. You could not find a person in China, in all of China, in the most rural section who doesn't know who you are. You couldn't find anybody on this earth who doesn't know Shaquille O'Neal. Does that, I see sometimes how people react around you, and I think, that's got to be tough.
2: One, I don't consider it tough. I consider it lucky, because from zero to 16, well, forget zero to 16. From 10 to 16, when I really started playing basketball, nobody knew who I was. Yeah. So then at 16, when I got my first article, it said, Cole's Odeal, best in the U.S. So I went from being a nobody to being the best player. I went through my little arrogant face. And my high school teammates, this is what they did to me, which is very brilliant. I went to a high school. Nine through 12 was 289 students. Mm-hmm. Graduation class was 39. So, you know, when I thought I was better than, I'd walk on one side of the hall, the whole school would move to the other side of the hall. I'd go to the lunchroom and sit down, everybody would leave the cafeteria. I go to practice and I go shoot at one end, all the guys would shoot. So then I was like, okay, it's funny, haha. And then my guys like, hey man, you didn't get here by yourself. So that stopped me from being arrogant.
0: So so really, the whole school was in on it. They, they yes, taught you a lesson.
2: The, yes, the whole school was on it. And two, I realized that I am lucky. And three, I like people, I like meeting mm-hmm. people. Uh, mm-hmm. My, my childhood is very unorthodox. I'm, I'm from Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I moved to Hinesville, Georgia. Then I moved to Germany. Then I moved to San Antonio, Texas. I went to college in Louisiana. So I think I was programmed to be, uh, a, a person that, that speaks the language of people. I don't see color. I just see people. So when I'm out, um, I just have to be myself. I, I, I remember coming out and meeting all these marketing firms and, the guy would have to, uh, would say, Hey, we have to create an image. And my father just slammed his hand on the table. We don't create no image. Image is reality. Wow. And I was like, dad, what does that mean? He said, brother, you can't, you can't sell the people something that you're not. So he said, what are you? I said, well, I'm funny. He said, you got to sell that. I'm nice. I'm courteous. I'm respectful. You got to sell that. He said, cause if you try to sell yourself as holier than thou, it will catch up with you one day. So. Yes. Ever since day one, I just you know been been who I am, and if it ever gets to a time where I don't feel like being bothered, I'll just stay in the house and watch Netflix. But most of the time, when I'm out, I can never be mean to kids. Like even yeah. now, and in, in, in with the COVID thing, like when kids come up, it's hard for me to say no. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So uh, I love children. I love people, and then I also realize that it's lucky because I haven't played in 11 years, and people still know who I am. I'm amazed when I go to the store. Little kids grab their mom and go, "Mom, that's him. That's him." So, yeah, I just uh, I just consider myself lucky. Uh, I've had a long run. I got my first article in 1989, and people still know me to this day. Hopefully, it doesn't end. It'll probably end when I when I purchase this old folks' home that I'm looking at, and I check myself in.
0: Uh, is there room for me too? Can I check yes. in with you? Yes, <laughs> you know, I would like to. Yep. I would like to live in a retirement home with you. And I think we'd have a really good time. <laughs> we would. How's the food? How's the food at this at Shaq's well, Retirement Village?
2: The food will be great. We can leave whenever we want. You and oh, me. I like that. Yes, <laughs> we can leave whenever we want. And, right, uh, right. It'll be a lot of amenities there yeah
0: i am ready to go right now i am ready to go and i do not want to wait till retirement age i want to go right now
2: i'm gonna probably check in when i'm 70. okay
0: well i'm going yeah. now i'll go ahead and i and you can call me and i'll let you know how it's going because you know i'm what, very what, fascinated by this idea you know right what,
2: now that, that'll be a hell of a show me and you at all folks home for a week yeah <laughs> but let's pitch Just that now let's pit- let's pitch and that to netflix
0: yeah you know, I can tell because I have seen you so many times, and you are—you'll sign every autograph. You're such a lovely person, and I was reading up on you, and I get the sense that so much came from. There's your mom, and then your stepdad, who was uh, very good at laying down the law. You know, is that—is that, is that fair to say?
2: Very good at laying down the law. He did it in a very unorthodox way. He did it in a tough, disciplined way. He would probably, if he lived in these times, would probably get in trouble for that. Yeah. But I don't fault him for that. I praise him for that. He passed away about nine years ago. I praise him for that. Mm -hmm. Every time I ride around, I look up and I say, thank you. Thank you for being hard on me. Thank you for being tough on me. Thank you for making me a leader and not a follower. He had a high school education, but he wanted me to have a college education. And every time a, a professional athlete made a mistake, I would get in trouble. You remember Len Bias? Yeah, sure. So when Len Bias passed away, that was He was a my...
0: prospect for the Celtics, and yes. it was a huge deal. I'm from Boston. It was a okay. huge deal. Everyone was excited about it. It's such a tragedy. Very talented. And he I think he was celebrating that he was going to yes. go to the Celtics and be probably the best, you know, one of the best players of the decade. Uh, and I think he... he Tried cocaine yes. and it killed him. So
2: that was my last ass whooping. I hope I can say that on the show. Yes, so my you can. father came in, tears everywhere, in rage. If you ever do drugs, I'll kill you. And wow. I'm like, I don't do that, sir. And he just started grabbing me and pushed me around. He's like, I can't believe he did coke. And my young dumb self, I was like. But we don't drink Coke, Daddy. We drink Pepsi. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was, <laughs> no, seriously. He was wow. just going to Coke, Coke. So then after he roughed me up, he sat me down. Wow. And that's why I never did drugs. I was like, man, did this kid comes from the same area I had. He could have been the number one pick. He's going to make a difference for his family. And one mistake got him that. And then, you know, the fear I had from my father, I never did that. Every time an athlete did something, every time an athlete went broke, he'd come and You mother! La, 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 la. So oh my god! Why, yes. So he, anytime he any just, athlete, any yes, athlete in the world did yes, anything, your dad yes, would, would get yeah. mad at you. Yes, and he would always start. So if you ever, if you ever disrespect a little kid, if you ever talk back to your coach, if you yeah. ever do drugs, if you ever drink and drive, like he would, it would just. So that's why, as a kid, I never did any of that yeah. ever. Like I'm, I'm 48. I've probably only drunk four times in my life.
0: Well, actually, you did, didn't your dad catch you, uh, he, you drank a yes. beer once, and your he, dad caught you, right?
2: He caught me, and he made me drink a 12-pack to the head. He said, oh, you want to be a soldier? <laughs> wow. He made, me, he made me stand up, you know, and, said, and that's, this is why I hate beer. Hate it.
0: Because you had that one 12-pack, and you were like, that's it, I don't want it.
2: I think it was maybe 12 or 13, but you'll never know.
0: Okay, that's your last one. That's your last one. That is your last one, sir. All right,
2: yes, okay. Do All you, right, no um, more.
0: Do you, do you uh, how did the influence of your stepdad, has it had an effect on how you've raised your kids?
2: Uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. One, I've never had to discipline my children. I was disciplined because I grew up in a certain area, and and I was always a follower. Like, I can remember one time, I was watching the Hulk. True story. I was watching the Hulk, and I was outside, and I just felt I felt strong, and I saw these kids messing with a car. So what did I do? Ripped the door off, ripped the windshield wipers off, bust the window. I just used to do juvenile delinquent stuff. And my father was always like, man, you, you're going to be a follower. Somebody tell you go rob somebody, you going to do it. Somebody tell you jump off bridge, you're going to do it. So I got punished and disciplined because he was trying to stop me from being a follower mm-hmm. and wanted me to be a leader. Mm-hmm. My kids grow different. Only thing I stress to my kids is education, respect to other people, have fun, work hard and play hard. The motto in my house is in order to touch daddy's cheese, you have to have three degrees. That's <laughs> the model in my house. So.
0: <laughs> we have that rule in my house, but it's about actual cheese. I'm yeah. just very I really take I really have a thing about my parmesan. I don't want anyone touching
2: it. Right. But, but uh I've been, but yeah. I've been lucky I have six perfect children that understood Daddy gotta go to work. Like I had a rule in my house on game day and it was a game we played with the kids and I always just tell them, Okay, Daddy gonna take a nap from twelve to three and whoever makes noise, Daddy's going to bite them. So, you, you know, when they were young, Daddy would turn into Dog Man. So I'd, so I'd open the door and go, Dog Man's here. And the kids start running, ah. Then i I take them, and i act like I'm going to bite them, but I won't. i just go, and they would love that. So I would tell them, hey, Daddy's going to take a nap from 12 to 3. If I hear any noise from anybody, Dog Man will bite you. And they'd go, okay, Daddy. And they were perfect. They, they wouldn't make a noise. They wouldn't make a sound. And they understood And I I have perfect children. So, you know, when people ask me, do I use the tactics that my father used for me or my children? The answer is no, because I don't have to.
0: I mean, it's got to be such a rush to have the phenomenal success. I think about what's bigger than the NBA and for you to come in and have that kind of success uh, at such a young age. And I don't see how people don't lose their minds. And how old were you when you started playing?
2: I started playing at 13. Right. But, but in the NBA,
0: uh, how old were you? Oh, uh
2: nineteen, twenty. Yeah.
0: Jesus. I mean, so
2: to to overcome that, I would always picture my mother sitting watching me on TV. So I said to myself, okay, I got to do everything positive. So when she sees it, she smiles. I'm a mama's boy. And I could tell you a mama's boy too. So I'm, I'm able to stop time and say, okay, before I say this, I do this. Will it upset my mother? So that's the first thing that kept me out of trouble. And then every now and then when I don't think and I do something crazy, she'll call me and correct me. Like, for example, I was, we've always been broke. So I've never, ever had a lot of toys for Christmas. So even now, Jeff Bezos loves me because I'm Amazon's biggest purchase. Whenever I see something on Amazon, (laughs) I just buy it. I just buy it. So
3: Uh at one
2: point I had like 65 cars. And one day she saw MTV Cribs and she didn't like it. She's like, baby, there's a lot of people out there that don't have jobs and, you know, this and that. I don't like you showing your stuff off. So I I try not to do that as much anymore. Right,
0: right. So, you
2: know, she's like, baby, a lot of people can't have a 70-down square foot house with a pool and a four-court gym in it and all that stuff. So I, I, I don't think it's classy for you to be shown off like that. So, I, like I said, I try not to do that. So I just try to stay out of trouble because I really have a lot of respect for my mother, and I never want to let her down because— when, when I was coming up, my dream was to make, true story, eight million for 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's how the money was. And I had it, I was gonna have a little house, I was gonna buy my mama a house, I was gonna buy myself a Jimmy Blazer and one black Mercedes Benz. But mm-hmm. then when I was coming in college and you know learning about inflation and this and that and learning about business and the numbers were different. So when I first came in, it was 40 million. I was like, oh my God, first thing I gotta do, buy my parents a house and pay it off in case I'm one of these knucklehead athletes they go broke and I get my mom a house. So my mom didn't want a house. So I said, Hey mom, let's go, let's go house shopping. So I get to this house in Orlando. It's a beautiful house. So you like this house? And she was, Oh yeah, I like it. You should do this. You should do that. I was like, cool. Now I took the keys and I gave it to her and oh, wow. the tears that, 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 you know, were, were on her, her and my father's face. And my father, he didn't cry like he just, thank you, man. Thank you for listening. So I just always wanted to, you know, make them proud. And you know, oh, they yeah. always, they always kept it real with me.
0: I would say mission accomplished, <laughs> I would think you yeah. you can you can check that off. I heard. A st- I don't know if it's true, but I heard that you, when you were very young, you went into was it a Rolls Royce dealership maybe, yes. and you were interested in buying a Rolls Royce. And yeah, I don't know if it was. I mean, you tell me if this was a racial incident or or what? Not,
2: what. I mean, I don't look. I don't. I'm, I've I've lived in South Georgia. I've lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. I know what that looks like. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sensitive whatsoever. Yeah, you know what I mean I don't always go there he was an older gentleman and I went in there see I like I like spending money but I try to be smart about it like mm-hmm. for example I don't need a car for 600000 right I don't I can afford it but I don't need it so I was just looking at every car how much is this one 340. How much is that one? 475. How much is this one? Five. So the last one I asked is this. Like he, I guess he got frustrated because one, I, I had on some sweatpants and some flip-flops. I was looking like, wasn't looking like a, a guy that just signed a $120 million contract. So then I said, how much is this one? And he just looks at you. You sure asked a lot of questions. Can you afford it, sunny boy? He was older. I and mean, then I, I just said, excuse me. He said, no, you just asked a lot of questions. Can you afford it? And I just said, okay, no problem. Give me that one and that one. You and bought my two. Account, yes, my account called me. You spending me? And I was like, shut the hell up. You <laughs> just disrespected me. I'm buying these cars. You know, so much- Yes, and I said, here's no, the problem. I'm it.
0: Here's the problem, Shaq. Any, any car dealer listening to this podcast right now is going to be like, that's it. He's going to buy 15 cars.
2: <laughs> you, you know, you asked a question about race. Yeah. Listen, I'm not sensitive. Yeah. I had a high school coach who I know loved me. But he was from Texas, and I told this story during my uh, Hall of Fame speech. Mm-hmm. He used to call me big Bitch" all the time. Hey, big Bitch, Great game, big sumbitch. That's just how people in Texas talk. But the right. way he treated me, I know he loved me. So, again, listen, I was raised by a military drill sergeant, lived in Georgia, went to school in Louisiana. I done seen it all hurt at all. So nothing you can say or do to hurt my feelings. And then if my feelings do get hurt, prepare to get your ass whooped. Okay. Well,
0: I just— I just got scared. Y-N-K. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: getting loopholes. There's so many loopholes. I feel like I'm in the Matrix with
0: you. <laughs> you know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, no, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations.
1: But I like blaming it on not having reception.
0: I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me.
2: How old are you, Sona?
1: I'm 38.
2: 38? Mm. I need a list of your products. I thought you were like in your 20s or something. Wow.
1: Oh, thank you very much. That's awesome. I'm, well, I'm, I'm pregnant, so maybe it's like a glow. Well,
2: congratulations.
0: Shaq, she's pregnant with twins. She's carrying oh, two twin boys right I'm now. I'm jealous. <laughs> You want, you, want- you want to be pregnant, Shaq?
2: <laughs> no, I want twins. Oh. I got names for you. Marco and Marcus.
0: <laughs> Marco and Marcus. <laughs> yes. Okay. That would get confusing. No. Wouldn't it? No,
2: Marco and Marcus.
0: I think if you had a Marco and a Marcus, the kid wouldn't know for 10 minutes which one was in trouble.
2: Okay, what about Mark and Marco?
0: <laughs> Why do they have to- <laughs> Why? Because. Why not ch- chip because, and chop or flip
2: and flop? No, I mean. Because 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 their nickname would be the M&M boys. Oh. Get it? The M&M, the m M&M yes, m M&M boys. Do. Yes.
1: Did you say why not chip and chop or no. flip and flop? I don't flop? know. Then they're, uh, okay, Mark I didn't know he was going.
2: Marco.
0: You know what? Mark and Marco. You know what, Sona, I've never known a bigger Lakers fan in my life. Uh, this is one of the great Lakers of all time. This is the man. When he tells you the names of your twins, those are the names of your twins.
1: Yes, I know. I agree. Uh, They're Mark and Marco.
0: That would be nice.
1: It it works for me. Absolutely.
0: Uh, You, I don't know if it was your mom or someone's mom intervened because you always conducted yourself very well on the court. Uh, And we're going to get into the subject now of a certain Mr. Charles Barkley. But you and Mr. Barkley had an altercation on the court and you got into it. Maybe a, a scuffle started, a little bit of a little bit of a dust up between you two. And right after the game you get a phone call. And who's the phone call from?
2: Phone call is from my mother and his mother on three way. <laughs> what? I was like, Hello. She's like, This mama Barkley, y'all cut that shit out.
1: <laughs> what? I was like,
2: Hello? And then my mom was like, Shaquille, me and me and Charles mom on the phone, y'all need to stop that, you need to go in the hallway. <laughs> She'll right now. I was like, Yes, ma'am. And then after, after I shook Charles' hand, I called my mom back and was like, how do you know his mom? She said, oh, we've been best friends for 20 years. Never knew that. Yeah, Charles Barkley and my mom were best friends for 20 years, and I never knew that.
0: You didn't know it, so you will only no. find out when you get into a, a fight on yes. TV with Charles Barkley. Yes. The phone rings after the game, and it's Charles's mom and your mom. <laughs> now, on three-way. <laughs> on three-way.
2: Yes, and they're saying, you need to stop that out. Boys, look up to y'all. You definitely don't need to be fighting. Cut it out. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. Don't say nothing in the paper. Go in the hallway and shake his hand, and it's over. So, you oh know, my God, i love my mom, that. And i never yeah. disrespect anybody's mom. So when his mom called and said it, I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, Mama Barkley. And then... You know, a lot of people, especially when me and Charles have heated conversations, they think we don't really like each other. Yeah. But I finally saw his mom and my mom together, and they're playing cards, and it was the same thing. You don't know how to play no spades. <laughs> <clears throat> like they're just, you know, talking trash. And that's, that's hilarious. You saw yes, them actually, they, they, you, they yes. talk
0: trash to each other. Yes, and then they, they start tra- to fight, and then you guys <laughs> have to call them up <laughs> and say, you go out there, and you shake hands with Mama Barkley, and <laughs> yeah, you just, no, right? no more fighting. That's no,
2: they. They, wow. had, uh, they had a great uh, great uh, you know, relationship.
0: Now, Charles likes to go after you. I don't know why. Maybe it's jealousy. He says, I had him on this podcast. I talked to him, and he was saying, yeah, well, Shaq has a thin skin. And whenever you know, we're on the air and I disagree with him, he gets frustrated and says, you don't have any rings. You don't have any championship rings. That that's, his def- that's what he goes to. Do you think that's because-
2: <laughs> I mean, how, how can you,
3: that's, that's like a guy,
2: that's like a guy that just a regular guy that's funny and has a podcast oh. thinking he's the great Conan O'Brien.
0: Oh my God. I, you know what? I just, I agree with you. I agree well, with I'm you. I'm just saying. It's like, uh, yes. okay,
2: okay, you, we, we do similar stuff, but when it comes to being the top of the top, Conan O'Brien's top three as always has been so he's an expert in this space so yes yes cuz if i have to ask you how do you know yes. it means i don't believe you so yeah you know he's a great player one of the good top 50 but he really doesn't know what it takes to get to that next level and that's why i tell him i'm like hey you you over there yelling and screaming and this and that and you know you think your word is the law but no 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 you didn't get to the mountaintop not only did i get to the mountaintop i was the king of the mountaintop three times in a row three generations in a row i was the king Shakilicus Onilicus. <laughs> I, ruled, I, ruled, I ruled the lands of uh, Los Angeles with our iron fists. Do you ever? Uh, do you ever put all
0: the rings on and just show them to
2: him? Do you no, ever do that? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but you know, again, so. But you know, we all just look at the game from a from a, a different angle. But yeah, yeah. I think people, hopefully, they know and understand. I have G fourteen classification. I've done it all. I've you know I've been what everybody's trying to be. I've been in all those positions. So, you know, a lot of times when I speak, I just try to speak from facts.
0: And Barkley, I'm just going to be honest with you. When he was on this podcast, he said, uh, Shaq doesn't use Icy Hot. Shaq, I do. Shaq doesn't know the general. He doesn't, he doesn't go to the general. That's not where he gets his insurance. That's the kind of, that's the kind of shit that this man's talking about when, <laughs> when he's on, uh, behind your back. And I thought as a friend to you, I would tell you what this man is saying. Now, first of all, Icy Hot.
2: Put your uh, thing on mute, Miss Miss Yeah, just cover, just cover your ears. Yeah,
0: just cover your ears. trust me, she's heard it all. She was in the okay. Navy for up to oh, oh, about a year. Okay, got it. Okay, <laughs> so don't worry about it. Yeah,
2: we <laughs> always, always used to see icy hot in the locker room. And one day, I kind of had like a thigh bruise, and the guy rubbed it, but he rubbed it too high. So during the game, my my little guy started getting hot, like really hot. Like I thought something was wrong. And it got to the point where I was like, hey, man, I, I think I need to go. to I, I need a doctor. Like, you know, my my little guys are on fire. So he's like, oh, I think I put the icy hot too high. God. So then he said, all right, you don't have to play the rest of the game. So now I take a shower. Boy, I thought I was in hell. It gets
1: worse, right? It gets, worse, gets, so right? It gets, it gets worse. worse.
2: Yes, it gets worse. So then I'm in there screaming, ah. And there was a Spanish janitor in there. And he said, Uh, compadre, you got to use milk. I'm like, what? So you got to use milk. I said, "What? What, what are you talking about?" He said, uh, "Capsation is hot pepper. So we Spanish people, when we eat hot pepper, the milk calms it down." Yes. Yes. So I said, "Okay." I gave him some money to go to the thing milk. So now I'm in the shower pouring milk on my boys, and the guys coming in they're looking at me like, "What the? What the hell are you doing?" But the milk actually worked. So then when I meet with icy hot, I was like, "You know what? It's hot." You guys, this company works. uh,
0: Wait a minute. minute. That is your testimonial for Icy Hot? Yes, it is. It set your testicles on fire? Yes, it did. Oh, boy.
2: I've never felt a pain like that in my life.
0: You know what they should do? At the end of the commercial, they should put a quick little circle of your head, right? At the end, it's a disclaimer. And it should say, just don't put it on your... You know, just don't, don't put it on your junk. And by, yeah. you know, Shaq says, you know what I mean? It's got to have like a little, you know what I mean? Just don't put it you know where. And, and yep. it, that just pops up, right?
2: It did. So then with the general, <laughs> it, was this, it was this Bronco 2 I always used to see in college. Outside the campus with a for sale sign, $1,400. It was raggedy. So I get the Pell Grant. The Pell Grant is $2,000. So now I'm like, I'm about to go get this car. Everybody else on the team got a car. I need this car. So I go get the car and the guy says, Hey, you got some insurance? I'm like, what the hell is insurance? He says, he says, Shaq, I I can't let you take this car without insurance. So now I go to all these places, 300 a month, 200 a month. I'm like, ah, ain't no way I'm going to be able to afford this. I may have to go tell this guy I can't afford a car. So then I see this little thing that says the general and I go in the general and they give me a policy, something I could afford. I think it was like $40 a month. I have full coverage. So the reason why I decided to go with the general is because before I became the figure, the character known as Shaq, I was just a regular guy who didn't have anything, and they gave me insurance. So it's a lot more people that are not as big time as we are, and, you know, they have houses, they have kids, they have bills. They really can't afford the $400, $500 insurance, so they need affordable insurance. So this is why I want to tell them about the general, and this is why I'm with the general. So, you know, a lot of people think I just— Take these deals just to be taken. If I not if I have no affiliation with your company, I I will not take your money ever.
0: I, I believe you. And I do think I should get some money from the general now and from Icy Hot, because I brought it up on my podcast. Well I can <laughs> hook you up. <laughs> well, I'd like you to hook me up with someone because this I get paid for ads. We get paid for ads on this podcast. That's what's going to be feeding Sona's children, right, Sona?
1: <laughs> Mark and Marco. Mark, yes. Mark and Marco.
0: Or Marco and Markai. Uh Oh,
1: we, I, like that that's,
0: that's gonna... <laughs> I like that one too. That's uh, what's going to. I like that one too. Mortimer and Mortimus. Uh, no, I like that one too. Okay, man, you're easy. Uh, Maximiliano and Maximiliano Lo. Uh, I went too far. It was one yeah, too you far. Know. I did. I apologize. But. Yeah, I think I should get some money because I talked about the general, the general, and Icy Hot. They were both discussed in a very flattering way on this podcast that goes out to a lot,
2: a I lot can of people. hook Spe- Speaking of the hookup, I tried to hook Charles up with a commercial. I got Ernie and Kenny a commercial, but Charles was too big time for us. So. Oh, we is that still, true? Yeah, you know. So you know, we still had a fabulous commercial.
0: Maybe he, uh, maybe he just they saw some tape of him and they didn't. Maybe they saw his golf swing and they were like, "Nah." No, his not.
2: his his theory is he he doesn't want to be on TV more than twice. What a year! That, that, that's, that's his theory. Says. Yeah, he he doesn't like over You know, said, okay.
0: you, you guys are so good together. You know, I've had the pleasure of being around you guys because we all work for the same company, and I've been around you guys. I've been, I'm a, h- a huge fan of your show. The personality. Mix of personalities between, you know, you, Kenny Smith, uh, Sir Charles, Ernie Johnson. There's something happening there that I see other shows trying to copy and they can't get it right because what you guys have is real. It's hilarious to watch and also incredibly informative, but it's just just great entertainment. I really do think you guys have one of the best group chemistries I've seen on television.
2: And it's not rehearsed. You realize that if we're going to keep you up after 12 o'clock. You don't want to hear boring stats, so we got to make you laugh. Charles is real quick, just like me and you You can say something and he doesn't care what he says. That's also an advantage he has. I'm quick. Kenny's not that quick and Ernie is quicker. (laughs) Ernie is quicker than Charles and myself. And Ernie is the, is the, is the the gatekeeper. He'll, he'll keep it professional and then he'll let us go, go out of bounds for a couple of seconds and then, you know, he'll, Reel us back in.
0: Okay. Well, I have to be, uh, you know, I know you're an honest guy. Charles was not nice to me on this podcast. I'm not going to say that. It's not that he wasn't nice to me. He was very honest. Some would say brutally honest. I said, hey, you know, Char- Sir Charles, I'm, I'm 6'4", you know, about, uh, about 200 pounds. You know, I, I work out. I got quick hands. Couldn't I have made it? I started to say, couldn't I have made it in the NBA? And he shut me down. So fast and so brutally.
2: You could play in this era, not my era. (laughs) (laughs) This era, you can play (laughs) in.
0: Tell me about this. What's different about this era where I could play? And by the way, a quick, uh, quick message to everyone out there. <laughs> you're holding a, what is that? Well, you're tearing a, a piece of tissue paper. You're tearing a piece of tissue yes. paper. This, what this, does that this, signify?
2: This era is soft as tissue paper.
0: Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What? Well, first of all, I mean, I'm going to make I, it clear to everyone. I said
2: I'm gonna, it, email it, tweet it out. I said it. So, so all right. So what is it about
0: this era? Because I, I do think. I
2: don't know. I just, uh, it's just different. I, I don't know. I just.
0: Well, first of all, I mean, I've seen you guys. That was a brutal physical game
2: and, that you were and, playing
0: in the 90s. A late 80s, 90s, a brutal physical game. And Not the same all, today.
2: And this is all I know. So you want me to watch what we're watching now and praise guys like they're great players? I can't do it. Steph Curry's great. KD's great. Uh, LeBron, of course, uh, Harden and all that, but. I I just can't do it. I I don't. I don't know. I've seen. I've seen and and looked in the eyes of Michael Jordan coming at you. I've seen Dominique Wilkins. I've. I've. As a kid, I've seen Larry Bird and Kareem. And you know, I've I've seen the Bad Boys of Detroit what they did to the Lakers, what they did to Mike when you know a young Michael Jordan. This. Yeah. This is all I know. And my father did a good job of making stuff hard. He never told me how how great I was. He didn't tell me he. He used to take all my trophies and put them in his house. Like he let me, he let me celebrate them for a while, and he'd be like, "All right, bring me the trophy." Uh, so now that you know he's passed away, I have all my trophies and they're sitting up there. You oh see? wow! Look
0: at that! Yes. Look at that!
2: Yeah, they're they're all up there. But but his mission was to, bro, you're not that great. Okay, you <laughs> won one championship, but Kareem won six. Let me see you go get six. Tough guy. All right, you got two. You got you got the little back to back. You get the golf clap. It's wow. Not- Get three. Oh, you got three. Okay. You think you're a big man? Get four. Oh, you got <laughs> traded. No, you got traded. Uh, you know, people think you're, you're, you're done. Let's see what you got, big man. <clears throat> and after I got my fourth, and then when I retired, he came in and, and again said, thank you for listening. And he kind of, he said, I'm, I i did not want to be hard on you, but I knew that you could be something special and I knew that you weren't soft. Cause he said, when he met me at two years old, he had to discipline me and I didn't cry. And he knew I wasn't one of those soft babies, wow. so he didn't want me to follow down. You know some of the things that he did growing up in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. So he was, he was always going to be hard on me, and I thank him for it. And you know, I also got to give Kareem credit because they used to always throw in Kareem's face. Oh, Shaq's one of the best big men ever, and Kareem would say he hasn't won a championship yet. And then with yeah. Kareem having that G14 classification, I can't, I can't whine and cry about the great Kareem speaking the truth. Yeah. So now when I say similar stuff to these kids today, they get all bent out of shape. But before I change, I'll go to Matt Gorley's house and steal all his guitars. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: won't get much for him. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, he gets
2: I, 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 I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lady Gaga's dog handler, they said it was a, a dog ring. That, that is, is that true? I mean, is there such thing where people steal like those, those, those dog, dogs? Those
0: dogs. It's a French bulldog. And I right. think- People can get a lot of money for them. It's sad, but uh, yeah, I think there are people. I never that, knew that. That target. Well, we'll never know. <laughs> you, wow, that's you know, not how you do it, Matt. Wow, it's, Now, Matt, you don't. Huh? How dare wow, you? Matt.
3: Well, we'll never know if I did it right. Wow. <laughs>
2: first of all Matt you gotta lower your voice and you have to say it slow you'll never
3: know (laughs) you'll never know
2: and then Matt if you wanna be really sexy you gotta add the HBE you know what the HBE is no The, the homeboy echo you'll never know no (laughs) that's the homeboy echo (laughs)
0: Um, you know it's funny because you talk about people that you're indebted to Uh, it's hard to believe that it's been now a little over a year since Kobe passed and I know that's a very very painful uh, subject but I've always been struck by you guys didn't always get along but you have been very honest always about how much you think he helped you, that his presence on the Lakers helped you and pushed you.
2: Wasn't it that we didn't get along? It's just mm-hmm. that we didn't agree on everything. But not agreeing on everything and not getting along is two totally different things. Yeah, yeah. I was probably at fault for letting people think we didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. As you know, I'm the master of marketing. So he would say something to his guy, I would respond. I would say something to my guy, he would respond. And what that did was put all eyes on us, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to know, oh, what's Jack and Kobe doing? What's Shaq and Kobe doing? But if you look at it on the court, he's looking for me and I'm looking for him. Yeah. We were competing against each other so much that it didn't matter what the other earthlings were doing. I look at the stat sheet he has and be like, damn, he got fifteen, I only got seven? Forget that. I'm I'm shooting the next like it it was just, you know, it was like an internal thing. But I always tell people if you think we had beef after we win the first championship and I raised my arms up, it's a, it's a thirty thousand people in that arena. Who's the first guy to jump in my arms? Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And I have a little brother. I have cousins. I have Charles Barkley. We don't agree all the time, mm-hmm. but we respect each other. Yeah. People say, well, if you had all over to do again, what would you do different? Nothing. We won three out of four. I think this, the story would be better, more compelling if we didn't win. It'll be like, man, they. They had so much talent. Only if they can get along. Enough. We won three in a row and we went yeah. to the final four out of five years. I'm good with that. Yeah. And then I do regret not being more communicative because I've, I've always been like that. And I kind of say that the guys think the same way that I do. Like I wake up. I only see my kids 30 minutes. <sniffs> I got to go to work. I come home. I play with them for an hour. I'm tired. They got to do their homework. Mm, Then they got to go to bed. So when I'm done playing, I got to get home. I'm a married man. I got I got husband duties. I got to take care of the kids. I don't, I seen you guys two, three hours a day. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you guys anymore. I don't know if that's the right mentality, but that's, this is all I had. So we did the uh, special for TNT. It was a great special. You know, we talked about it and it it was actually great. After that, we should have communicated more. But again, I know he was, you know, spending time with his daughter Coaching her team and this lovely wife and the other kids, I don't like to bother people. Yeah. I don't, but I thought about them all the time. And then the day that it happened, I'm downstairs working my son out, and my other son comes in, he's crying. I'm bawling, crying, and I'm I'm at I'm at a shock because I'm like, why are you crying, Grandma? Okay, my mother okay? Your mother like what? What's going on? And I said, hey man, what's wrong? And then he kind of just gave me a hug and he showed me the phone, and I saw it. So I just I just lose it. And it takes a lot for me to lose it, cause I'm like, now I'm like, oh my God, I didn't like, I didn't get to say nothing to him, I didn't get to see him. When's the last time I seen him? Boom, boom, boom. So now I say, you know what? Hold on, let me make sure it's credible. So as soon as I walk up steps, ex-wife called crying, daughter called crying, mm-hmm. mom called crying. I called right away. I talked to his his sisters. They were crying, and then it it, it just it hit me then. It was like a two days where I'm like, I should have reached out. Yeah, I, I, I should have reached out. So that's the only thing. But I I, I,
0: I I, do think, I think we all have some of that feeling in that situation. I, I really do. I think uh, that's a very normal reaction because we're all so busy in life. We're all, you know, and that when something like this happens, which it's not supposed, that just wasn't supposed to happen. It was just a terrible, crazy tragedy. But I don't think you can put that on yourself.
2: Because it was already a me because my sister had passed away a couple months before Yeah, that. I know. And I only got to see her four times that year because I was working so hard. And then yeah. my family is the type to not to tell me when stuff is going all the way wrong. Yeah. So she had cancer twice previous and beat it. So when she got it this time, I'm like, she'll she'll beat it. We got the best doctor. She'll beat it. But nobody told me it was stage four. Yeah. So that, that really killed me and it still kills me to this day. Like I don't I don't I don't really get a lot of sleep. Just think about that. I, I have a picture collage of her where it's like forty different pictures and every day before I go to bed I just look at one picture and then just go back. So I was already having that feeling of I shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda. Yeah. and then it happened again. I was like, yeah. damn, but
0: I'm sorry. I have to say that uh I live in Los Angeles, as does, you know. Matt's son and we all live in Los Angeles and you drive around LA and you can't drive five feet without seeing a, you know, giant mural of Kobe or Kobe and his daughter. And, and you know, he's he's got a halo or he's, you know, there, it, it's very like he's a saint here, but it's very different for you because you knew him as a person and someone you worked with and someone who was your friend and someone you guys you guys went through a lot of intense stuff together and for everyone else it's a different relationship you know for you it's this very personal connection and i think for 99.99999% of the planet it was someone who they just experienced through their fame so they have grief but it's different than your grief you know
2: yep and i try to talk to his i try to talk to his mom dad and sisters at least once a month yeah just to say hi just to let them know Because I'm going through pain, their pain is a million times way more. And Vanessa, their pain is way more than the pain I'm going through.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think, when I think about this last year, I think about it almost starting with hearing about Kobe's death and then almost immediately into COVID and it's been one thing after another, and I've come out, now we're almost, we're over a year later. It just keeps reminding me that life is something we're so lucky to have, yes, that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take that away from this last year, is that it's what we started with, which is, we're so lucky. We're just lucky people, and we have to try and share that with, with everyone around us, and be grateful that it's a year later, and we're still here.
2: Are you guys in a a guitar club or something? (laughs) (laughs) You can see. All right. This is what I'm going to point out. You know what this feels like? It feels like when you're logging into something and like the security thing, how many guitars do you see?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'm like, like, yeah. You know, I forgot that. Three, four, five. Uh, She has one. I think it's six.
0: Look at this. I got one, two, three. Oh, see? Seven. Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Mine's
1: not a real guitar. It's just a shelf. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not as cool as these guys. Well,
0: actually, maybe you're cooler, because it's cooler to have a guitar shelf, you know, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, listen, I know that you are, I don't want to keep you any longer, Shaq, but I have to say, uh, you have been nothing but delightful and kind to me since the first time I met you. All the time you were playing basketball, and any time you've been a guest, or I've shared a stage with you, you put on a show. It's amazing. I, I think more, almost more than anybody I know, you... Get the attention of everybody watching and you give them what they want to see in a way that's you a know real. Why? Play. Why?
2: Because I got to make you look good, that. No, seriously. No, no. That's
0: true. That's true.
2: Like, like, think about it. So let's just say you booked me and I was a terrible guest. That's going to have an effect on you and your ratings and not on my watch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If the great Conan O'Brien invites me to his show, we we both got to put on a show so people can continue to say, man, Conan's podcast, Conan's show is the top show. It's my job and my duty to help you stay at that level. Because guess what? When I used to watch you, you used to make me laugh. You helped me stay at that level. So I always try to reciprocate to my favorite people what they've done for me.
0: So you're saying I'm responsible for your four championships in some way.
2: Yes. Every superstar in in L.A. has a piece of that corporation that made Shaq dominant. You, Jack, Adam, Denzel, his lovely wife, Diane Mm -hmm. Carroll, Penny Marshall, Yep. Like you, like when I sit down and I'm I'm not thinking about basketball. I'm watching TV. You 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 guys have done so much for me. You helped keep me at a joyous place. So when I was on the court, I had to reciprocate the favor. So how can I be on the on the show with the great Corneil O'Brien and not deliver? That's not on my watch.
0: Not ever. on your watch. Wow, I didn't realize this coming on this podcast was such a huge responsibility and strain of for you. Of course, this. This is. But well, you were sweating this one today, weren't
2: you? I was because if we had a bad show, you'll
0: never know. <laughs> okay, okay. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, seriously, I'm 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 I am blessed to to know you and to experience uh, your just delight firsthand. So thank you so much. You are a class act and a great Anytime, guy.
2: No problem. And I will talk to you soon. And you, all right. And, uh, you let me know anytime. Bye, right. Aaron. Take bye care. Bye, Adam. Bye, Jan, bye, Jack, <laughs> <and> bye, <laughs> bye, Matt Gorley. Uh,
1: Finally, a bye, shout bye. out from
0: Matt Gorley. Bye, Shaq. bye, bye. All right. Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh?
1: I don't know.
0: Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa
1: treatment? Where?
0: Well, you live there, California. (laughs) California, Sona. No matter where you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, Sona. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm
1: a lifer. I love this place. This
0: is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years.
1: I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay.
0: With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks head to netsuite.com slash conan netsuite.com slash conan i'm gonna say it one more time just for emphasis netsuite.com slash conan every now and then sona and i'll be talking and there's a lot of joking around back and forth but i sense that i really got her mad and i don't even mean to do it and last week i was talking to sona about my favorite pen. Now, my favorite pen is, and this is not an ad, I'm not getting paid, it's the Pilot Precise Grip okay. Rolling Ball. Ah. Black pen, I have them right here.
1: My blood is boiling.
0: And so, so just aching. before the pandemic hit, yeah. I said to Sona, and I I sent her over the specs, I know I did, and I think Sona oh said, I think Sona said, I'm not sure, I think she was said like, yeah, 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 yeah the same pen we always get, I got it. Uh-huh. So. I think you fobbed it off on someone. The next thing I knew, uh, you, you remembered. You handed me a bag of pens. This was just before the pandemic hit, and I put them up in my. A
1: year ago. A year. Sorry, ago. a year. <laughs> one year ago.
0: But there's a reason for this. So then the pandemic hits, and it, for a while there's real lockdown, and we're there, and I'm and I run out of my trusty pens, but I go, ah, don't worry, Sona took good care of me. Oh God, she got me just what I need. They're in that bag upstairs and I go upstairs and I take them out and I start writing on them. And it's a pilot precise grip, rolling ball, fine. Oh God. Not bold.
3: Oh and my God. Yeah. Yes.
0: And I knew that Gourley <laughs> would take my side on this because you're a persnickety you're just a persnickety little Simon, I know you are. And I, about pens, I doodle, I draw, I'm constantly writing. It has to be the right pen. And I hate a fine point pen. <laughs> I hate a fine, I hate a pen that's stingy with ink. And boy, <laughs> that Pilot pen was so stingy with ink. The pen was looking up at me. The pen was looking up at me every time I went to use it. and was going like, I'll never run out. I'm inadequate, <laughs> but I'll last forever. And, and it would scritch, 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 and it would scritch up the paper. Look at this Scratch it up. scratch, so yeah. scritch, 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 And I thought, oh my God, this pencil. So I opened the next box, <sighs> same kind, same kind, same kind. The house was flooded. You cornered the market on this shitty, (laughs) fine, miserly pen, so miserly. Can
1: I talk now? Can I please, Uh, can I please talk? And I was like,
0: what is this? Hold on, so then I go on uh, the internet and I decide I don't have to, I must take action myself. I must leave my- Oh, God
1: forbid you buy your own pens. Uh, I'm, hold (laughs) it.
0: Do you realize how terrifying this is for a celebrity? You have no idea, Sona. This was a horrifying experience for me. I opened my laptop by myself, which I've never done. And I went on this thing called Amazon and I found what I wanted. And they said, do you want it in fine or would you like it in bold? And I said, I'd like it in bold. And they said, you can have as many as you want. How many do you want? I'd like three boxes, please. It'll be there in five minutes bang. So all I did was come into work and go, see this pen, Sona? And I drew with it and I went, it's so much better than the pen you got me a year ago. Remember, bold, not fine. You blew a
1: fuse. Oh my God. Okay. Can I speak You blew now? a fuse. I'm yes. going to speak now. First of all, you're making it seem as though you were like, uh, oh, and I just like, I was like, oh, I wanted a bold and you gave me fine. You texted me on a Sunday in the middle of the week. Yeah. And on a weekend. And you started basically being like, uh, I don't know who got me fine tip pens, (laughs) but I use bold. And I, it was so long ago that we got you these Uh. pens and it wasn't right before the pandemic. It was like, I want to say at least a year and a half ago. And we gave you the pens and also whose fault is it that you didn't look at them to make sure that they were the ones that you like? Oh no, no, no. You oh, can't yeah, say. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: It's oh. your fault yeah. sir that you were sir, you tolerated the bad medical care. Order, it's your order, fault. Order it's your you fault. You wanted sir.
1: bold, you should see if order. we got you bold, bro order. Okay.
3: I won't have this in my courtroom. Listen, go on. You agree with-
1: Thank you, Matt. Matt was holding up his pens. Cause just like you, he has his own pens. I'll use yeah. anything that writes. But I'm
3: not a monster. I wouldn't expect anybody else to recognize that, like the pen per snicketiness. Can know? I read you the exchange? <sighs> Uh-oh, here we this go. This is
0: how long this goes on quick unimportant note. I said unimportant. Yeah, oh, I yeah. just ordered more pens for myself and remembered that the last big batch that someone ordered was incorrect. I like Pilot Precise Script Bold. <laughs> oh my la- God. And it's the, the last- fact
3: that you said it's unimportant that makes it scarier because you're not joking around. And then
0: you should see the size <laughs> of this paragraph. I say unimportant note and then this paragraph looks like at least three sections of the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> yeah. I like Precise Script Bold and the last batch was fine point. Sounds irrelevant, but it makes a big difference. So I been giving them away. We won't need to get more for a long time because I just ordered a lot, but given the pandemic and my mental state, this felt like a worthwhile use of my time. Oh my God, and then, oh my God. Then I got that. So- hold it, hold it. Then uh, This is good, listen up. Then Sona says, okay, are you keeping the pens at home? Or are you gonna bring them to the theater? And I said, I'm gonna keep them at home. And then my next text says, they're mine, all mine. And uh, then Sona writes back, yes, they are yours, no one else's. Then I sent her the link. I sent her the link. To the actual correct pen on oh, Amazon. Yeah. Oh. And I write, bold, baby, and then in all caps, bold. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, uh, then I blame it on some young people.
1: No, and then there's a part where I give it to you, like crushed it. Don't forget that part, because that's what- oh. Oh, then that's I, what pissed me off. Hold on, listen, off. To this,
0: listen to this. So I go, bold, baby, bold. And then I say, this is the worst thing to happen to anyone in the last year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to Sona. <laughs> oh
1: God.
0: I bought you pens like once a million years ago and I don't think we got more. This sounds like a Conan mistake, <laughs> if you're going to oh, be honest here.
3: it's branded. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then she said, I know you like playing the blame game, but maybe you bought the wrong ones off Amazon. Maybe we look inward. That's what Sona <laughs> oh! <laughs> Maybe we look inward, <laughs> says Sona. And then I can't let it go. And you know. I said, so yes, this is a Sunday. And I think, I think my kids were upstairs going, Father, can you come say goodnight now? I'm like, I'm not done working yet. <laughs> then I said, I remember well, Sona. I asked for more. <laughs> And you gave the task to someone else and they brought the wrong ones. You gave them to me, they were in a bag. You acted like nailed it. I looked in the bag and assumed they were the right ones. Then I tried to write with one and it was like scratching with a nail. So that's why today for the first time I ordered them off Amazon. And then I wrote mic drop. (laughs) 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 And then I said, (laughs) Uh, and then I said, not your mic drop, my mic drop. And then, uh, Then she goes, if I go into your Amazon orders history and see you ordered pens a long time ago that were fine, I will never let you forget it. And then I can't let it go. I go, I remember you gave them to me in a bag. So why would I order them? To the office, answer, I wouldn't. Check if you like, but you won't like what you find. (laughs) (laughs) It goes on from there. It gets a little dark. Uh,
1: It went on way too long.
0: Well, like all their exchanges, here's the one thing. There's a weird madness at work here, which is yes, I do care about the tip of the pen. But once I get started with Sona and she gets started with me, I can't stop and she can't stop.
1: Right. And it's an
0: out of control nuclear arms race where I can't be the... I can't let her be the last one to write about the pens, and she can't let me be the last one to write about the pens. And the truth is, I didn't care about the pens anymore. You can. I think I used up four screens of <laughs> texting space to make these wild, insane <laughs> accusations about the pens. Sona's telling me I need to do serious work looking In, inside inward. myself. <laughs>
1: inward. Look inward. I think
0: we look inward.
1: I was resting. I think I was watching the Great British Baking Show and I was just oh. relaxing on the couch. And then when you texted me, there was a level of fury that just came out of me. And I remember Tack was like, hey, what are we going to do for dinner? I'm like, no, no, I'm busy.
0: (laughs) And you know what's crazy? You're carrying life. You're carrying (laughs) twins. And I'm getting your blood pressure up about the precise grip rolling (sighs) ball.
3: I know. Think of Mark and Marco. (laughs)
1: Uh, No one presses my buttons like Conan No, And that's the
0: thing too, is I knew that I had gotten to you with the pens. Once Sona turns, goes, goes full mad bull, I have to, I just have to go for it. Yeah. I have and I to.
1: did look in your Amazon history. And? Uh, they were not there. Uh, <laughs> Meaning means,
0: I didn't make the mistake. Y-
1: yes, I uh, probably, oh. a lot, but it was so long ago that I forgot about it.
0: Yeah, if someone makes a mistake a long time ago, I guess it's not a mistake.
1: I think there's a statute of limitations. I don't think you can bring up something that someone purchased like a year and a half later. Yeah, like, it's yeah. the wrong kind.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Booth shot Lincoln like 150 years ago. Okay, why are we still? What? Did he really do anything wrong? It was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, a, pr- a president getting assassinated is the same as you getting fine pens is instead of bold pens. Matt, I know you're a
0: persnickety. Do you like a fine tipped pen?
3: Uh, I, I'm a medium guy I'm a uniball uh, vision But I, I have to say I didn't even know the name of these I just know I like them I don't think I'm quite at your level
0: See, I'm constantly drawing these little people You know Yeah,
3: I'm drawing too Look what I drew during the <laughs> office ladies <podcast.
0: laughs> Oh wow, look at that
1: I, Why am I here? <laughs> why am I here?
0: Alright, well I think we should move on Let's oh. drop this And <sighs> let's move boldly into the
3: future Alright, fine <laughs> Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, with Sonam Obsession and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. in association with Earwolf.